What the DOB, everybody, Ricardo. This is Khalif here. This is episode 343 of our show, What the DOB. I hope you're all doing well in here, Ricardo, here in Twitch land, here in podcast land, here in all the lands that you occupy and you rock with. What is going on? I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're washing your hands, washing your butt. I hope you're keeping away from people in your six foot distancing and all that loveliness right there. Thank you to everybody who's come through tonight. Thank you for everyone who has rocked with us all week all month all year it has been a fantastic fantastic 2020 for us um and it's just going to continue to get better it's just going to continue to be really really funky and amazing um and that's all because of you and the work that you've done if you missed our last episode we talked a lot about multiple things Uh, we talked about the army not getting their stuff together on twitch we talked about a whole bunch of different topics so if you missed that show please make sure you're checking that out and go check it out on the podcast feeds. We are on everything in the world, everything possible that you can go check out. I'm just saying, if you're not listening to the show, you're missing it. And please, please, please make sure you're checking out our work over on YouTube. We are almost at 2,600 subscribers now. And that is fantastic because, you know, we have been trying to figure out good ways to make that thing move in the way that we hoped. All that to say, I am very excited about today's show. We have one an amazing guest i'm going to talk about right now at the end of the show once we let them go we're going to give our ghost of tsushima review we're going to do it live we're going to make it happen in front of everybody i'm probably going to mess it up but it's going to be totally fine and then we also get to debut our new merch uh that's going to be coming out soon 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 so without further ado to make sure that we don't take up too much of your time we got to talk about the man the myth the legend we have a very fantastic guest we have rocking with us this week we have the man, the myth, the legend. We have Adam Sessler rocking with us here in Chicago. Please give it up for him in the chat. Give him some love. My friend, Adam Sessler, what the DOB? How are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm doing better now that I'm seeing you because you look great. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's 2020. You're having a great 2020. I'm having everyone else's 2020, which is, you know. <laughs> I haven't seen beyond the corner store in months. <laughs> I, it's one of those weird things where it feels bad saying that you're doing okay in this year. Yeah, or, like, or else people are like, you You might need to go see a doctor and have that checked on, you know? <laughs> they're like, who in the hell are you and why in the hell are you doing Are you doing well out here in these worlds? What, what goats did you sacrifice to make things happen? Uh, to but, get but, but having said that, Khalif, I mean, my God, like in the past month, I, I don't, I, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting something where you're on in the internet. And <laughs> congratulations to you on that. No, it's, 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 it's well-deserved and it's really cool to see. Thank so. you, man. I, first of all, you know, I love you, your fam. Uh, and, and it sucks because it's like, it's been, I think I just looked it up like two minutes ago and I was like, we haven't had you on the show in almost five years. Five years? No. I think it's been five years. I okay, think the last episode we did was uh, episode 81 of the show. Unless there was something else that happened before then so that I don't remember. We've never done a show together in the Trump era until now? No, we haven't. It's five years ago, then that's... Yo, we haven't. Wow. 
That's a oh. lot of repressed rage that I have not been able to unleash. I, well, <laughs> now, <laughs> I mean, between all of our between all of our salty ass text messages, between us, oh, exactly. Between it, it, it's not like, that you haven't heard my thoughts; just the general public hasn't heard it through the veneer of spawn on me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, well, the beauty of our home and you being a Bracago resident is that anything goes. You can say whatever the hell you want, and it's totally fine. I, I, if, if, if I have to reiterate it, then uh, for, for any then they don't know me well <laughs> it's probably going to come out somewhere in the course of this show anyway so. <laughs> it'll, it'll have to do what it needs yeah. to do and that's totally fine well i, I love you fam i'm happy that you're here oh, um, glad to be here. um uh, how you been what's what's been going on in in Sessler's world well Sessler's world has been pretty much a mixture of not going outside much because you know san francisco was like the earliest uh -huh. to do shelter in place and ever since then it's probably been the most conservative in terms of getting out of it and now with everything happening in california it's just retreated all the more yeah so it's just me and the wife and the dude at the corner store <laughs> like he's my only other friend and like our friendship <laughs> got to a point it was really cool that like when everyone was like you know, like hoarding everything yeah he would text me he's like toilet paper's here Yo, I'd be like, yo, yo, heading down, getting my toilet paper, coming back. Like, never had to worry about it. That's why I always be good to people in the service industry. You yeah. know, it, it's 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 like it will pay you back. You'll get a little more guacamole, or you get some toilet paper. I mean, that's the thing, though, right? Is like I don't think a lot of people really understand just how well you have to treat those folks in that industry because one, yeah. they're always you know under the gun because they have to do all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also, it's one of those things where just like, if you need something, the, the cat at the bodega usually got you. Like usually those yeah. folks are the ones who like will hook you up and keep and keep you sane. I, I yeah, at this like point, I think I have not seen outside in a real way, probably like in two months. Like I go take out the garbage and do that stuff. But besides that, like going and actually doing stuff outside the world, right. like everything is just like oh i think i will hit that button and that thing will come to my house at this point um it's, it's funny because if you watch fox news i was assuming you're reading by all the fires burning your city <laughs> down because well, you know it's, it's it's apparently a hellscape unlike anything that we've ever seen before except oh, for seattle i mean yeah i mean well <laughs> it, interestingly enough the the national guard is is come to portland uh in I the past 24 this. hours which I saw this really nuts. freaky video where they Damn. literally just like gaffled this girl off the street and threw her into a van. It was yo, yo. The, the, it, it, that was like alarming. Like no, no joke at all. That was like uh -huh. it's madness right now here in Portland. Like it's weird because like the way Portland kind of runs is like all the actual protests are happening in downtown Portland. And right. Portland is kind of sec segregated into quadrants, right? So when people ask you what part you're in, what part you're from, you're like, oh, I'm from Southeast, Northeast, you know, whatever. Outside of downtown, it's pristine and people are chilling and people are going to the park and socially distancing and all this other stuff. And then you go downtown and it's like tear gas and people getting hit with rubber bullets and people breaking stuff and do all this, all this madness. And it's it's such a weird thing because like, I'm, I watch the national news more than I watch the local news. And watching mm -hmm. the national yeah. news and watching Trump, you would swear that we're like in fucking Thunderdome. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I'm like, yo, I just got I just got donuts delivered. Donuts delivered doesn't mean that we're in Thunderdome. <laughs> like, like caviar is still running yeah, yeah, and fucking yeah, Postmates it, is still doing shit. So like, it, it, it's yeah. 
But it's you know, madness. It's madness. If you're if you're if you're 75 and that door's even scarier than it is for you and me, and you're never going to cross that threshold, it's just because you know all the Utes are out there doing the burnings. It, it's it's yeah, but okay. The, the 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 last question I have about Portland is yeah. Is there something uniquely wrong with your police department? Like um, usually there's mm. some I, – I, I can't speak for Seattle because I know there's problems there and stuff like that. I, obviously in San Francisco, like in, in cities that have kind of a liberal tradition, you tend to get a PD who's functions under rules and regulations that are a little bit more understanding of what the tenor of the city is. Yeah. Everything I keep on seeing out of Portland sounds like – it's like they seem to have not noticed that there was ever a cultural shift that was happening within the city. Well, the interesting part is that so we had a black uh, police chief for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And when uh, George Floyd was murdered and then the uprisings happened and the conversations happened and the and the, the riots and protests happened, there was a it was an interesting call from the city to be like, yo, we need people who are going to do right by the citizens. And this particular person. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This particular person, I think it might be a reverse. We had a white person and they and they, they gave the spot to a black PD officer who then became that person who became the head of the PD. And then when that stopped to work, then the mayor said, fuck it. And took the, took the, the whole thing back. Um, so right now the mayor is kind of running the shots and the mayor is also listening to Trump at this point, which is weird because the mayor is also a progressive mayor. So it's super weird where it's just like, yeah, that the, sounds a little cross purpose. It, I, I, yeah. It's that's... super weird. It's super weird because it's like, the idea of having progressive folks run a city is, you know, it's been here for a very long time. We've had that conversation for a while. The interesting part is now with Wheeler not understanding that the protest parts have fairly been reasonable until his folks have come in and then the National Guard have come in like they are. Yo, the, the, the most interesting thing for you to watch if you want to know about Portland, uh, kind of like the governance that's happening right now and the uh -huh. way that everything's kind of moving is watching uh all the par all the periscope streams that happen on twitter so there's a bunch okay. of those and there's a bunch of you know folks at folks on the ground with their cameras out there watching stuff and they catch it they catch all the police doing all the rotten shit and it's oh, yeah. and it's nuts because all the rotten shit that everybody else is seeing across the country it is absolutely happening here and it's happening in droves because like that same person got snatched up and put into that they're, they're taking notes from all the other cities and they're like, okay, oh, they're I like, have the best mm. ideas of the bad shit that we can do. Yeah, that's they're like, great. Yeah, they're like, can we oh, throw a smoke bomb oh. down and then drop out of a tree and snatch somebody up? Yeah, we have money for that. It's like, what the fuck is happening right now? That's like it a is. predator game. It's it's like I know you're doing your Ghost of Tsushima review, but I have a feeling you can do that in that game. I haven't played it yet. I can't remember the last samurai game where I can't drop a smoke bomb, jump out of a tree, and put a sword through someone's head. Oh my god, it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like you know the, the PD right now. They're doing that kind of thing. It's nuts. actually I there, there's been more than I've, watching all the bad police behavior in the wake of the George Floyd tape and, and all and all of that. I really got this sense that a lot of them are living this weird fantasy life. Like they've watched too many action movies. Yeah. They didn't do, they didn't go into the military and they're playing video games. And like all the ideas are stemming from that. Oh, um, oh it, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, yeah. That, that yeah. to me right now is like the weirdest part of all of it, which is I'm used to bad policing being from New York, but bad policing out in New York was very, very different because it was like the energy that was there was a, was a, a, a 
basing it was based on the like angry kind of energy that was that's always in that city like that city always has like beef with something right 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 you're, you're always like just like five seconds away from just you know popping yeah off. like yeah, you're yeah. like oh yo, you stepped in my tim like yeah i'm gonna fuck you up it's that kind of stuff but it's also like the city just has like you know energy to it portland is very chilled out portland's a very chilled out state it's like a very chilled out city i should say and to see the police that you hardly ever see in the city when it wasn't, you know, before the, all the protests happened, mm-hmm. like you would see like three cops, like in six months. And I'm just like, where did all of you come from? <laughs> like, did you I feel like there's, there's, there's like these little spawn areas that you need to get to and just like, hack, hack, hack. Okay, let's cop. I was like, cop. how many, how many, how many gallons of water did they throw in all these gremlins <laughs> to get all these gremlin cops to kind of just magical, magically appear? Anywho. Speaking, speaking of bad policing, though, uh, as, as someone who lived in LA in the early 90s under Daryl Gates, uh, yes. it, very, it was bad policing just like New York was bad policing, but entirely different. I mean, it was just an occupying force of scary ass motherfuckers I, I like like still to this day I, it just okay this is the last thing i'll say about it it's really funny like when i moved back to la after yeah. like you know my first experience down there in college which was during you know the la uprisings and everything like that yeah i moved back now i'm on g4 and everything like that and i'm walking back you know from canners to my uh apartment and five O rolls up on me and like i go back to just having like heart going like this heart going like this and yeah. like they roll down the window and like yo you adam sessler I'm like, oh, oh, this is different. <laughs> they they gave me their business card. So let me just explain, like, yes. Privilege can extend to ways that I didn't even know was possible. So. <laughs> that is the worst version of cheers I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Everybody knows. Oh shit. Wow. My yeah. God, I yeah. that is that is not my experience with the LA. <laughs> no, but no. that's it, it, that's it's very dope. few people. <laughs> that's weirdly fucking dope. Like I man. said, they play a lot of video games. <laughs> well, speaking of video games, there yes, are a lot, yes. lot, lots of things in the world right now. I know that you have been playing. I I see you playing stuff on my PSN. Uh, and yes. I, and I try not to bug you because I'm like I know you I know you don't have a lot of time to game, but it's uh, good to oh, see you. Oh no, no, Cleef, I have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> Some time to I, game I, here. Now. Just just so you know, what the day in the life of Adam Sessler is now, I wake yes. up, um, I look at the news. If my heart isn't beating too much, I make a cup of coffee and then I read a book. I try to get a hundred pages in. Then I make breakfast and then I start playing video games until I get bored. And then I either watch the news or try to find something that isn't the news to, you know, to, you know, distract me. Yeah. That's my yeah. day. Oh, and then yeah. I go to bed. Yeah. I have a beer and then I go to bed. <laughs> so, <it's>, uh, <laughs> hey, I ain't knocking that hustle. That's reasonable. I ain't knocking no, that yeah. hustle. It, 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 it's, it's not the worst life. I'm, 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 I'm going to acknowledge that right now. But it's, it's, <laughs> I, I just can't tell Monday from Wednesday from Friday. That's I don't know what months problem. are. I don't know what yeah. months are at this point. I have no, I have no clue with any of that time businesses at this point. Um, what the hell have you been playing of late? What, what's the stuff that you've been it's, digging it's, into for sure? Last of Us 2. Like yeah. once I started that game, I couldn't, like there was like, I can't, I'm not gonna let any other game into my life. Yeah. 
Like, this is like my nine and a half weeks, I guess. You know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> that is not Nobody else. Just me and Last of Us 2. Kids, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go find out what I'm talking about. Mickey Rourke used to be a movie star. Oh, my God. That was the man. I don't. That's so many, so many conversations about fridges, fridges and fruit. <laughs> fridges and fruit. A lot of conversations there to be had about that conversation. Anyway, keep, keep, keep but, talking um, about that. Also, I, I, you know, it's funny. I played it. I did take a break for a week, and not because of the game. It's just like one of those, because of everything going on, life can sometimes get in the way. Yeah. And I like to play games when I'm in a I-want-to-play-games disposition. Mm. I have that luxury now. I don't have to review games or anything like that. Yeah. So it's like, ah, I can't take any tension in my life. Everything's upsetting me. It's like, no, we're just, we're just going to hold off on the game so I don't fight the game. Yeah. Um, as a result, I just loved it. Like, yeah, I, I I have just very few nitpicks. I, I know that you felt the game was on, a little on the long side. Yeah. And it is interesting. Like, I can easily see how, you know, you can see that. And I, I it's so interesting still, the idea that I stop playing a game when I feel like I want to stop playing a game. Isn't it and nice? And pick it up. And it really does... And, and, and the big thing, I mean, there's so many things I love about the game, the, the production, you know, first and foremost, but yeah. I loved just taking it at my own pace. You know, you have these incredibly tense, you know, combat scenarios. Then it's like, I am going to now open every drawer I can open and collect, every, you know, every piece of whatever. Uh -huh. And I know that if I was reviewing it under a time pressure, I was just like, come on, come on. I just give me some scissors. Give me some tape. I want to make myself, you know, I want to make my bat stronger and stuff like that. And like, you know, yeah. like, 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 like that kind of tension. Um, and as was, I, I just, I felt that like similar to Red Dead Redemption 2, uh -huh. it's asking you to just luxuriate, even yeah. though Last of Us 2 is not a world you want to luxuriate in. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, ah, there's just so many things I found fascinating and, the, the 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 other part that I still can't get over is there were two times where I thought I had completely tooled myself. Uh, and I was gonna yeah. have to go back like two hours. Yeah, and then it's like, hold on, let's reassess. Uh huh. And then I could find a way through. And I can't figure out if the game is throwing like maybe like you know the pickups suddenly shift to be able to assist you, like it can tell, yeah. or if the game is just so cleverly balanced that there's always a way forward. I mean, yeah. the, the, it, it's the scene where you meet the, the siblings for the first time, you drop them off in the trailer, mm -hmm. and you head back to it's Owen, I believe. Yep. You do the nasty. Yep. You wake up the next morning, and she's like, "I got to go get the kids," and, and suddenly you're there, and so. Despite the fact that you went through a couple big battles and probably emptied out a lot of ammo, yeah, that's all you have, and you have like three of the big dudes with the like hammers, yeah, and it's like I don't know, like, but <laughs> there was a way through, yeah. I just and, and then once you discover it, it's like oh, I'm, I'm like the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> they do pathing really well in that game, which, yeah. which is a thing that you don't see, and we'll talk about. I'll talk about that later on with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, but it's um. It, they do a really good thing in terms of I never felt like the fights that I should have taken, I was being punished for me for me trying to figure it out either way. It was like, I'm going to go stealthily yeah. or I'm just going to go kind of balls to the wall. Yeah. I felt like either way, I always felt like I had enough of a command of the situation, of the terrain, of the yeah. of the way that the, the, the enemies were going to kind of come at me. 
yeah. to be able to, to, to dispatch of them in, in, in good and smart ways, which, which to Naughty Dog's credit is, is really hard to do over that it, it, long of a period of time too. It, it does make me wonder, because you know, obviously this game had a significant delay. Yep. Several times. Mm-hmm. And at one point I felt like, oh, maybe it's for content. And when you first switch over to Abby full full time, but you don't realize, like at first I thought like, oh, this is going to be kind of a, maybe I'll spend a couple of hours playing Abby and then I'll go back to Ellie. Yeah. And I'm playing it. And then suddenly you notice like how many upgrade slots there are, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, uh, that's as much as Ellie. And then I'm like, oh, I, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. Yeah. And so at first I thought, oh, the Ellie stuff is maybe some of the, I'm, I'm sorry, the Abby stuff is some of the stuff that they, you know, added in, but I don't think so. I would argue that it's this polishing to just get all those touches down so well yep. that, like, you know, for, for as miserable as the circumstances of the game can be, although yep. I was not as brought down by it, I think as, as, as other people were, uh, it just it it just it's it doesn't create friction i think also like the fact that it's auto saving you exactly where it, it should most of the time one time it really screwed me like, don't <laughs> auto save me when one of those shambling things is just literally right there and i'm uh, like ah yeah it off throw throw run yeah 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 there was one time when i was like i think it was the i think it was the first or second dog section and I hadn't figured out like the angles at which the dogs kind of leap at you. And I was yeah. trying to figure out like, oh, you know, am I supposed to swipe at this dog with my knife or am I supposed to just shoot it? And that took me a couple of times because I was trying to play that thing stealthily. Like I like people had a whole bunch of um, qualms about like, oh, my God, I don't want to kill the dog and the dog's going to make noises and all shit. I was like, yo, these dogs got to go. In my way, yeah. <laughs> these dogs are in my this, way. This is a desperate world, and the dog is trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, a... <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. This isn't a Sally Struthers, you know, doggy moment where you know we're gonna have we're gonna have that moment. I'm like, nah, these dogs yeah. are trained to kill me. I need to yeah. get these motherfuckers out of here uh, so I can continue to do that stuff. I guess for, for my question for you about the about the game because I know you finished it at this point. Yeah. Spoilers maybe are going to happen if they haven't already had it in the conversation in the chat. There are spoilers here, so you know, check out the review. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Run away. Yeah, run away. Um, did you have a favorite moment in the game when, after, after kind of like sitting with it? So many moments I liked. Yeah. I think I liked... I liked some of the quiet moments a lot. I'm talking like the flashbacks. Yeah. You know, the, I know, uh, like the first flashback that I think went on a little bit too long, but I found it so satisfying at the end. The first one where you learn to swim and you go to the the National History Museum, yep. like that touch at the end with the firefly thing, and it's oh, just like, yeah, it's so much like what the game is. It's just everyone's so desperate, it's kind of like a very intense version of what we're going through with the virus and sitting at home. It's like we just want something that feels comfortable, safe, and normal. Yeah, and for that moment, the two of them shared something like that, and then there's that dark memory. Yeah, and I, you know, it's just I, I I like that. It's it's you know all the flashback stuff with Joel. I just felt like really added this emotional weight. Yeah. to what was happening, and oh god, the final cutscene with the ultimate flashback, and it just drove home. Oh god, <laughs> oh, it was it was so yeah. I mean, it's one of those things too where it's like. I think what Naughty Dog continues to nail 
is like you have a la- you have a layer of suspension of disbelief that has to go along with all yeah. of it, right? Um, but I think that even and I'm and I'm really bad about that. Like I see holes in everything at this point, and I'm just like, oh, why would you do that? Oh, that's probably why would you do that? Um, and it felt to me that even in the spaces where there were holes that you could pick apart, you just didn't care enough to do that yeah. work because of all you're the things invested enough and like you just yeah exactly yeah. yeah and i was just like oh i was like okay i could look at that and be like why but also i love the fact that ellie was just a fucking badass like the whole conversation about like you know was it was was this too much of a yeah. revenge tale and for ellie like sure there again there are holes in that conversation but i don't see women characters like her often yeah, in any yeah. form of media right well and and, and i felt i mean I, I felt that the first game was very much a western mm-hmm. you know there's it's such a classic trope of get the person to the place yep you know or like 310 to yuma like mm-hmm. get to the place to get the person you know the, the like variations on that and this from the moment after we see that joel died and you just see what's going to happen to ellie that she's going to get it reminded me so much of the only good John Wayne movie out there, which is The Searchers. Mm. And, you know, where, where you have this man who is inherently a violent man who's almost kind of bootstrapping the situation with his daughter in order to indulge his violent tendencies. Huh. And that's how I always looked at Joel to some extent in the first game. I didn't think he was a very good person. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't like him at he's all. He's very possessive of of Ellie, but also he just has this anger and this violence. He, he actually reminded me a lot of of Vic Mackey from The Shield. Huh. <laughs> I'm not making it other. <laughs> that's that's such a good callback. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And what I saw with Ellie in this is that she starts to go down that path. I mean, he is pretty much the only father she's ever known. And you start to see her take on these Joel tendencies so that by the end of the game, you know, I felt really ambivalent towards her. I did too. And and I felt much different about Abby. Like, yeah, that, that, that she had the redemption arc. Yes. Where Ellie is just, dude. And then what, what, what happens to Ellie at the end is like, she loses everything. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it's... It, it, it's 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 not so much like violence is bad yeah but it's just it's it's also about selfishness selflessness what you do to survive the the whole games are always about survival but at this point finally it's like you do need companionship what joel always felt he needed he couldn't lose ellie is kind of what abby learned that she needs people yeah and yeah I still, you know, you have to imagine what really happened to them at the end of that game. <laughs> I, I mean, and that's the thing, too, where I was just like, you know, with the the way that that game ends. Well, two two things that really stand out for me, I, like when I think about scenes that really stuck with me, the scene of Ellie and Dina dancing in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was so beautiful and I was so well done. And then it made me so mad because I was just like, you gave it away. So did you believe it? No. 
in the beginning when that was happening, I was like, oh, God, she's actually laying on the floor of the theater. She's yep. dying, and this is yep. just a vision. Yeah. Because, like, you're so unaccustomed to seeing anything pretty and happy and, <laughs> and loving. <laughs> it's, I was like, oh, God, the rug's going to get pulled out from under me, so I'm not going to go, you know, I'm, I'm not going to accept this. <laughs> I was like, something must be eating her leg right now as we speak. Like, yeah. it has to be eating her leg, right? <laughs> it, can't, it can't not be eating her leg, right? But it was one of those things where it's like them doing that and then giving her that urgency to just be like, I, I need to do this last thing, which never, which is the fucked up thing. Because if you think about that for most stories, it never turns out well when you need to go do that last thing. Yeah. It never it, turns it, it, out well. I mean, I'm not even the guy who's like, hold on, I forgot something at the store. I'm like, do I really need it? Because <laughs> you know, this could be the time the dinosaurs arrive. <laughs> Or the, or, or the robber shows up. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, come on, Ellie. Like, why Why would you... Like, you won. You got away. And, 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 and to, to what I was saying earlier, ostensibly, it's because she's doing it for Joel's brother. But she's not. Yeah. She's indulging her own desire to <laughs> just spill blood. Yeah. And know, I think... Spill blood to give her some kind of catharsis. Yeah. And I think that that was the thing that... I'm, I'm glad you, you you nailed that because I think the thing that turned it for everybody from that conversation between Abby and Ellie and their two specific analogs that they had there was that Abby at a certain point her reason became a more reasonable one to start tracking someone down to kill them right yeah. it felt like an actual revenge tale as opposed to what Ellie wound up doing which felt super self-indulgent um, and I was yeah. like, this is, I was like, you lost your version to say that you had your kill bill moment, like two hours ago, like four yeah. hours ago, Abby now gets to do that, gets to do that work and, and feels like it's actually like there for her to, to, to indulge in. Um, what else, what else are you playing besides last of us too? What, what other um, stuff are you kind so, of digging into? Yeah, I, I did some doom eternal, which I, I preferred the first one. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's like, you know, it, it, it's a class, it, they're, they're really fun moments. It's also, it's just, it, it just got so hard where it's yeah. like, I don't want to do this over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But also there's, there's one thing I remember this a long time ago. So when I started out at GameSpot TV, uh, Banjo-Kazooie had just come out and I, it just looked great to me. I love mm -hmm. platformers. It was big, bright and colorful. It was very non-threatening. And I was so apprehensive about if, can I function in this world of video game people? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to play with bird and bear. Um, and I loved <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie. Fast forward maybe a year, maybe two, Banjo-Tooie is about to, you know, is on the verge of coming out. It's E3, we're doing the interview and they're like, just so you know, the first level of Banjo-Tooie is bigger than all of Banjo-Kazooie. And I'm thinking, why does that excite me? I don't know. I don't think it does. Because that just means like, now we have more bad textures for you to get lost in. It's just like, you know, like the, 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 the bigger is better theory. It's sometimes it works, but it's yeah. not like it, it, it's inherently an improvement. I'm, I'm kind of taking a dump on the game. I really did enjoy quite a bit of it. And the controls are just sublime. Yeah. But um, yeah, there, there was that point where it's like, stop hitting me in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was kind of me with Doom to Doom Eternal. I was like, yeah, eh, like because I it, it made like I was like I would much rather play Wolfenstein 
than this at that point because it it didn't feel like Doom Eternal in the previous. Well, Doom, and you also but... had that option of Wolfenstein to maybe go stealth or something like that to kind of get more of a control over your situation. I mean, once again, also like in Last of Us Two. You know, I like to start stealth. It's like, can we just kind of peel away a few troublemakers so yeah. that when the shooting starts, I'm not just getting, you know, completely encircled. Um, yeah, yeah. So the, the most interesting game, and uh, chat's probably going to be like, what, you've never played this? Uh, which is fine, <laughs> you can say that. Um, I, I, you know, because I got the Game Pass Ultimate thing, and I'm yeah. playing on my rig a lot, and I was like, oh, I want to play, like, I played Ori, and I was like, God, I loved Ori. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try this Hollow Knight game. Ooh. Oh, my God. Hollow Knight is the shit. I mean, it's hard as fuck. Yeah. But the design of that game is just, it's like, I'm sitting there going, like, how do you, and then I looked up, like, it was a two-person team until, like, the last month. Uh-huh. Like, I don't get that. That's just, that's scary. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, 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 I'm happy if I make a sandwich that tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> and these two dudes made one of the most complex action platformers I have ever seen in my life or ever expect to see. Yeah, so um, a lot of, yeah, I've, I've been dabbling around in the action platformer stuff, mm -hmm. uh, Doom Eternal. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Tsushima a whirl, and then I'm probably going to, I have not played Death Stranding. I was going to ask you. I'm, you I'm, it's going to come out on PC. I'm so I'm 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 the guy who's always ambivalent about Kojima. Sure. That, that it, it's and so when I saw the reviews come out for Death Stranding, I was like, oh, it wasn't so much that people like some people didn't like it. I'm just like, I don't know if this is up my alley right now. Yeah. And now all I have is alley. So it's like, <laughs> screw it, I'm gonna play Death Stranding. <laughs> I am dying. I wish that I could stood, just sit over your shoulder and watch you play this thing and just like well, see your just brain just go look through up it. my face going. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my, my ultimate Kojima thing is it was um, MGS4 and all those interludes on the plane with the frying eggs. Oh, shit. Yeah. And the thing is in Sunny, the creepy looking, I think, child that might not be a child. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's part of the lore that I've never understood. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't the frying eggs or, or the creepy kid. It's the way everyone talked. Like they would say something and there would be this prolonged silence before someone said something else. <laughs> and it always reminded me of the plays of Harold Pinter, which are always filled with the sense of threat and dread. But oh. not in what people are saying, but in the long pauses in between what people say. Hmm. And like it just stressed me out to no end, and uh, yeah, so um, that's that's how I tend to react to Kojima. I am dying to see. I please <laughs> please text me when you start oh, oh, playing. Oh, I, that I, shit. I, I definitely will, and then you can share those texts on the show. Oh my god, <laughs> it, I may just have a whole segment that's just like this is what Adam said oh, during oh, playing oh. this shit. One um, other Kojima game story. This this one is just so funny. So I'm playing MGS five. Yes. And I'm pretty much at the end of the normal game. Yep. When you're on the truck and who's the guy? He's got he's like uh, the bad guy from Captain America, but um Oh Skullface? Skull yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and they're and they're and they're both looking at each other. Yep. And like you're driving out because it's a real time cutscene. So they were um, staring at each other and they had the conversation. And then I guess because of what I had done earlier, there was debris on the road and the Jeep couldn't get past it. And so they are sitting there just staring at each other in silence. 
but it's a Kojima game. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this probably is something that he intends. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I'm still like, I can't tell if this is on the like the game's doing this on purpose or if I'm supposed. Like, Fifteen minutes later, I go to the internet and I'm like, hey, oh. and everyone's like, that's a glitch. I'm like, oh, okay. So to be fair, that's kind of part of his genius. Is that I spent 15 minutes of my life looking at nothing happening on the screen and thinking it was absolutely deliberate. He he has a lot of Kanye in him, which is which is real. And it's it's like one of those things where it's like, all right, I know that that was stupid, but I will give you the benefit of the doubt that there may be some reasoning behind it. And once that reasoning will come to fruition, I will probably be mad at what I found out was the thing at the end. Like the eggs thing, yeah, I had no. What I was like, why is this a thing? Yeah, I'm just but, thinking about. We all have a little Kanye in us, and I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> I think we can take a pill for that. I mean, look, <laughs> it's a, I know, I know, exorcism. A little bit of still, penicillin, and I think we're gonna clear that up right now. <laughs> I, I mean, which I just, man, look, I don't know what's worse, COVID or Kanye, at this point. That, there's a lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of similarities to things that Especially take your breath he was away. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in the vaccine, and it's like, oh, dude, 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 dude. I mean, okay. Uh, here's the funniest part. And on, on some level, I think there was almost a level that was I found offensive about it. People who really thought that he was going to steal votes. It's like, look, how I, many acolytes can he have to that point? Here, but here's it. But here's here's where I will push back against that. Because uh -huh. I am one of those people, and this is my uh -huh. reasoning why. Uh -huh. Because motherfuckers are stupid. That's one. Uh huh. Two. We live in a we live in a society now where for the memes is an actual thing, and like just because you can, you might. That's like yeah. number three, and I'm just like I don't trust humans enough to not exactly. have people do that shit. And that was my whole feeling about The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> Is that you know, I, I don't fault anybody who is like, this game is too much for me. I completely sure. get it. That is an absolutely reasonable reaction. That game is unique. Yes. You know? But for me, yeah, where I have like that much faith in human nature, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. so here, so so I'm I'm with you, and this is the reason why I'm with you is because I've seen a couple of folks who I who I follow in the press and follow their all games media folks, and people had like real beef about that conversation to say like society is not that bad, and we would never do that to each other, and that's not the way that we would go. And I was like, that's because it hasn't gotten bad enough yet. I was like, that's the real reason. Again, I can go get donuts when I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Like you we know, haven't it, hit this part where like food scarcity is a real thing yet in yet. in the ways that we think that will turn people into rabid human beings. Like that yeah. hasn't happened yet. So go ahead. Well, I, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, and, and you and I are pretty much, yeah, you're, you're Gen X. I'm going to say something that's probably going to set the kids on fire, but I haven't done that yet throughout the course of the show. So I might as well do it now. So the wife, um, you know, she doesn't play video games. She doesn't usually want to hear about my video games. Sure. Um, Last of Us is a different one. She lived through me playing the first one when I was reviewing it and huh. found it very interesting. And so she kind of wanted to be kept up to date on what was happening with this one. Interesting. And I can't remember at one point, but I think it's when I was like, yeah, Ellie's not like, yeah, I wouldn't ask her to prom anymore. <laughs> and she, and I was explaining what was happening and she's like, you know, this sounds like a real Gen X game. 
Huh. And generationally, I don't want to oversimplify millennials or anything like that. I'm going sure. to oversimplify us. Sure. Um, that, you know, the, 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 some of the core tenets is don't tell me what to do. Like, especially like morally or anything like that. It's like don't 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 give me your belief system and expect that I'm going to adhere to it. Right. And it's almost like don't give me a pat answer. Don't give me confidence that things are like X or things are like Y. That yeah. you know things are complicated, and usually it's not to my advantage. Sure. And like and that and, and once again knowing that the leadership of Naughty Dog is also pretty much, you know, of, of the same generation. I think that they're kind of drawing from that as well. And, yeah. you know, if, if I, I really appreciate someone who actually has that much more confidence that society is, 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 is better than that. I same. think that's why kids are actually leading us forward to a better future. Oh, I'm real. just, I, I'm Captain Grumblepants, who's just like, you know, at, at this point, as long as I can find British beer and not an IPA, at, at the corner store, I consider it a win. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, I is nasty. I don't understand IPAs as a concept. I was like, why do you want to drink ashtray water? That shit is stupid. It, it really is just like, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, pr probably I'm, I've, I've now angered even more people, probably all in the Portland area. By oh. saying <laughs> hey, as a, as a Portland resident, fuck IPAs. IPAs are trash. Yeah. I don't understand why you'd want that shit. Just, 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 just give me an English beer. But but I but the thing that I want to dig into that because I think that there's a an actual like piece mm -hmm. of, of of good thing to, to to pull on that is like I am really happy that the, the the generation that is coming up now is more hopeful and has more of that kind of spirit and and I mean and, and let's be honest they are way more um, socially adept in terms of you know the political sphere than we were when we were yeah. even anywhere near their ages right I think alongside that though is a lack of perspective that you get just with age anyway yes. where the always mad always feisty sky is falling version which is interesting because it's like really hopeful and sky is falling all the time well yeah it, it, i mean and, and this goes to once you get to a certain age you realize you're going to have to accept people with flaws yeah. Like it's just, you know, and there's some flaws that are not acceptable. And there are some flaws where it's like, okay, I can, you know, it's just, it's, you know, I have friends who don't behave well at restaurants, but you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yep. but you know, but obviously that comes up a lot in our politics and, and, and stuff like that. I think that's the thing. Hope when you really have hope, and, and God, this is actually part of Blast of Us too. I yeah, mean, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of discussion of like, don't hope. Because when you fall mm -hmm. short of it, it's just, it's like heartbreak. Yep. And you take it like heartbreak and it, and it feels, feels bad. And I think that's maybe one of the, you know, growing up first under Reagan. Yeah. You know, my first cognizant memory is Reagan winning and my parents freaking out. And some kid in kindergarten told me his parents voted for Reagan and I clocked him. <laughs> yeah. That was a really, really interesting time of my parents trying to discipline me. Adam, why do you hate actors, that They were Adam? absolutely complicit in, in the situation that created this. Why, why do you hate actors, Adam? Why, why, why do you hate actors? Just punching people because they used to do that kind of shit. Anyway. Um, and, you know, and then, then Bush, senior. Okay, Aww. then we get Clinton. You know, Clinton screwed up and then monica Lewinsky. you know it's just like yeah. everything you know and, and I, th I think that was the thing where like i really looked past 
issues with Obama. Sure. Because it was like the first time where I'm like, oh, you're like 80% good. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never seen this before. And I'm like, I'll take it. And I think that's the high watermark, you know? <laughs> yeah. All that to say, you know, it is it is interesting to see the way that the young kids have been kind of trying to figure out themselves while also being in a way more public space than they've ever had before. We didn't have the internet in the same ways that they have the internet now. And we so, had a period of time where we didn't have the internet. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, it, it, I, I, there was, it was a long time ago and I wish, it might have actually been Patton Oswalt. I might be wrong on this. But someone pointed out that if you look at all the really important, like, you know, changes that happened, like well, the wheel, but like the cotton gin, yeah. you know, that caused the Industrial Revolution, you know, the printing press. Yeah. You're you know, in that time, like sort of the introduction of that technology and then the slow and the impact it had on society was slow just yeah. because of the nature of commerce and things like that. We are the only generation that can actually say we were there when it, we didn't have it, and we were there when it was fully ubiquitous. Yeah, and it's it, it's just very very interesting, you know, it, you know, for, for for the low birth rate that our generation <laughs> exemplifies, <laughs> we we were we we do have this one odd role where we can kind of say like, well, back in the day, yeah. you know, rotary dial phones, or you know, you you only dislike people through rumor and speculation, not Twitter. <laughs> You know, it, it took a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, you had you had to kind of like work to hate people. Yeah, uh, you, you, you had to read People magazine to find out if you, you know, if, if Kanye's candidacy was looking viable. Uh, true. <laughs> uh, like you, you didn't have BuzzFeed or Twitter or anything like that. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're like, oh, you're going through the, through the aisle and in, in the checkout. And you're like, oh, Kanye's running for president? Oh, shit. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> super, super interesting in that way. Um let's take a 10 second break okay go run to the bathroom if you if you haven't everybody in chat we're gonna uh do one more thing in the back end to make sure that everything is looking okay and then when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit more about industry stuff i know i want to get your take on what phil spencer said about all the xbox things that are happening i also want to get your take on the conversation around ubisoft um and their showcase as well what up, what up, what up, everybody in Chicago? This is the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. We are rocking with the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Sussler, hanging out with us here back in Chicago. It's mainly myth, just just <laughs> so you know. It's, 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 it's like, it's like, no, that really, yeah. He's just I'm... kind of small and kind of just, you know, about. Like he's, he's got T-Rex hands, you know. <laughs> One of the things that that I, I am sad that the internet does not get to uh, partake in with you uh, because you are no longer in the game space in the same way is hearing your takes on the scuttlebutt of the of the day. I think that, you know, one of the things I love about you is that you always come to these conversations with a really good look at the long view um, mm -hmm. and having a good perspective of not only the top down, you know, 10,000 foot view of just like how it all looks, but from a strategic part where people are kind of looking at things. So I know Phil Spencer, uh, they have their um, showcase that's happening next week, Thursday. Uh, we'll yep. be covering it. Uh, and we also have an interview with Aaron Greenberg that we're going to uh, have that day. Oh, too. nice. Nice. Tell tell Aaron hi for me. I will. I will tell him that you said hello. Um, you know, the conversation has been, you know, they need to show their first party stuff in a real way. And they're going to do that during that showcase. But what came up uh, earlier this week was a conversation from Phil Spencer talking directly about 
a couple of different moves they're going to do. So one is the addition of xCloud to Game Pass that looks like it's going to happen once next gen happens. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts about, you know, what you think about that particular move and kind of the positioning that Xbox seems to find themselves in right now uh, with next gen kind of looming. Um, I, I, I think with the announcement of the xCloud, and, and I believe it's only Game Pass Ultimate, yes, not Game Pass. So that, that obviously narrows, you know, the field a little bit, you know, but I think there's benefits to having Game Pass Ultimate no matter how powerful your, your rig is because there's good indie games yeah. that, that you can play on it. Um, I think what it really underscores is how important Game Pass is to Microsoft. Yeah. Um, that it's like, that's... That's probably the, like, I almost want to say that's the core moneymaker. That's the subscription. That's the Netflix mm. aspect of what they're doing. And you know what? Let's throw xCloud in there, see if we can get people excited about that. Obviously, get get that usability. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those funny things where when they announce xCloud, it's just not my jam. Like, I'm not, like, once, once again, it's just, like, the way I play games is that I'm very ceremonial about how I play games. It's like, it's game time. You know, I like to do it in front of a big screen. Um, you know, if I'm elsewhere, somewhere else in the house, or, you know, once if I ever go back outside again, you know, there's other activities. You know, I'll pull out my phone, read the news, something like that. Um, but I think for, you know, other people, there's there's viability. Obviously, in, also in households where there's, like, more than two people. Yep. You know, there's, you know there's, there's, the, the value there becomes all the more apparent. But once again, it's, you know, I don't want to say it's like a lost leader, but it's kind of a cool thing that you can be able to introduce to people by selling them a very clearly valuable thing, which mm. is Game Pass. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, there is, <clears throat> Sony has yet to introduce anything that even comes close to what Game Pass is. And yep. I think, you know, when, you know, because you were mentioning how important are the, first party games yep. i don't think they're as important as they are say to sony like i think first party games are definitive to the sony brand mm. and I'm where all of my interest in a playstation 5 is coming from is that yep. i can't you know i want to play day and date all of those neat first party sony games whereas with microsoft there's now these services to help facilitate sort of you know discovering games and playing games that i think diminish how important Halo or Gears of War. I want Microsoft to diversify their catalog. I think it really needs it. It needs but it. I don't think it's that's not the tipping point to get people to come over. Like, hmm. I, 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 I think Game Pass, I think the fact that they have a very, very clear plan. I mean, that's what I think was most impressive with what Phil Spencer announced on the Xbox Wire is that yep. they've had this mapped out clearly for a while. They're not kind of like hey maybe this maybe this maybe this like there's something very very strategic gdc and gdc like six years ago yeah he was absolutely yeah digging I, into it. what was i believe it was last year xo xo 20 oh yeah. oh i guess it would have been x19 xo 19 is it what i don't know what the o was for is the o for the year or is the o like something <laughs> phil phil yeah. phil what, did, what what is the o phil, i don't come know. on the show and um, tell us what the o is okay. for Ask Aaron for me because <laughs> anyway, I think it was XO19 when they were doing the X Cloud when they were doing when they were talking about Game Pass and all that. I was I could not get over the fact that it's like they're not trying to convince people. They're coming from a a very clear position of strength. Yeah, and it was becoming clear like you guys have a very strong strategy yeah. that you plan to go forward with. Um, and I, 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 I'm 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 excited to see what they. 
do with that because I think it's I think it's going to at least change the conversation or how we start to regard what the role of the gaming console is or the gaming service. Yeah, really, you know, yeah. and especially when you contrast it with something like Stadia, which just seems to be confused and it's just fits and spurts and, and like there's no clear definition to what the benefits are and what you're going to get out of it. Uh, I mean, it, it's because I think at that point, Stadia was still a large part of the conversation. Sure. And they were just kind of smacking it down the whole time. It's, I mean, as a person who f- thinks that they're pretty tuned in to the gaming industry, I didn't even know they had a direct the other day. <laughs> They did? Yes. <laughs> did they have someone? Okay, I'm, I'm just going to say, did they have someone who knows how to blink? I don't know. On the direct. Okay, no clue. Because that's the thing. That's the thing. I, I get panicked when I used to watch the directs because yes. it's like someone, someone needs to blink. <laughs> because it's like, it's like, because otherwise you might be coming from the pods. <laughs> and, I, I, I don't. Yeah, it's super weird. Like, I don't understand their their ideas around what they were um, trying to pull off. It's super. Weird. I mean, it is one of those. Once again, all the stuff I'm saying is not with any insight or knowledge into what's going on. This is just me, sort sure. of an outside observer and just someone who's watched the industry a lot. Sure, sure. Google is a very, 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 very big company. Yeah. And I don't know how big Stadia is. Not gargantuan. It's not a YouTube. It's not. No you know, some of those things. So that tends to sometimes cause problems. Um, I would say that, you know, you know, a lot of people were trying to figure out what happened with those games from Amazon that launched. I think Mm -hmm. it's a similar thing. It's like game can be good or bad, but this is not the core directive of the company itself. No, not even close. to, To be fair to Microsoft, I mean, there used to be tons of tension around the presence of Xbox within the portfolio, where uh, a lot of the large investors wanted them to cut Xbox loose and let it you know, spin out into its own company. Yep. And they wisely, I think, held on to it. And now it really is kind of a core element of the overall sort of Microsoft structure. But yeah. that, is, that is not normal. What is more normal, I think, is what we're seeing out of Google and, and Amazon. Oh, for sure. Like you have your you have your kind of like uh, tiger teams that go out and do their thing and then they, they do build yeah. up whatever they can. And then, you know, they come back with with a product that hopefully works and people like it. But it doesn't seem like uh, but, but you don't have the full force of the company just like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and to, to a certain extent, like you just don't see that being what it needs to be for uh, for Stadia to even do what it wants to do at this point, because they just don't have the oomph behind it to, to feel like they have enough. Well, it, do, it just doesn't have the distinguishing characteristics, yeah. at least yeah. yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. We know Jade Raymond has been brought on to you know do games, but yeah. you know I, she was brought on so late in the process that I can't imagine when we're going to see these games, uh, yeah. unless they were already in production. For sure. Um, before um, we get to Ubisoft, I want to know, just from a, like overall kind of sense of where things lay, we see Sony has gotten their 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 feet wet and they're starting to really start to push out some ideas about what the the console is going to be. We see what it looks like. We see all that stuff. Microsoft is now going to show us our first, part, first party titles next week. Where do I you... think we're expecting price and I think we're expecting price and date. I you? hope. I hope. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I think if they want to, I think if they want to really get everyone excited, because I think they didn't lose momentum with the the showing of the yep. PS5. But because the box looks different and it looks pretty, I think there is a space there where that conversation has shifted a little bit. Um, yeah. and, it's, and they were really smart about saying, 
we're going to take two months away from the initial showing, get our stuff together, get our first party titles together so that we blow it out of the water for that, for that moment, because then it puts Sony on their heels again, where everyone, once this happens next week, we'll see what happens. See, that's the thing is that I, I definitely would say that Sony's on their heels right now um, yeah. because Microsoft is being so forthright and specific about features and aspects of the One X. And it's highlighting the fact that we saw some really cool games, yep. you know, from that showcase, but we're really in the dark. Like, there's that part of me that's just trying to figure out between the digital only and the disk drive one. I mean, my gut is like, I've never, it, there's, at the very least, there's going to be a $100 difference between the two. Mm. This drives do not cost a hundred dollars, right? So no, there's that don't. part of me that's like, okay, is it a markup, or are there other features that might be absent to kind of you know entice you to go for the higher end model? I I I, I don't know, and it really starts to bring out the fact that there's a void that seems to be sitting around Sony in terms of those specifics, mm-hmm. whereas Microsoft is like, do you want more? Do you want more? Do you want more? Do you want more? And yep. if they do price and date. I mean, there's. I felt at one point that it was going to be like, who's going to blink first? Oh yeah, for sure. And now I think they feel like they're going to blink. Here, okay. This this is me theorizing once again. I don't know anything out there, but there was the article that uh, I think it came out today that the Xbox One X they've ceased production on it. Right, right, right. I guess yep. there was even an indication that it's already kind of hard to find. Yep. That. I think is very, very interesting and telling. Yes. Um, because you usually, you know, if you have product, you sell it. <laughs> Unless, I just wonder if the Xbox One X price point, if you, you know, is that we're getting a sense of what the price point is for the Series X, where it's like, right. if you're going to spend that much, why not spend it on the superior product? Because right. that's what you're going to get from it. I, that's Those are the tea leaves that I'm reading. And once again, if they give the, 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 the price, at least, um, that means they're not worried about what Sony's going to do, that they feel that they can just kind of carve their own path, and Sony has to be in response. Because we know that, what, four or five years ago, mm-hmm. Microsoft went first with price, and Sony mopped the floor with them. Yep. And, and, and like they clearly made that. I still believe they made that decision in the hours leading up to that press conference, <laughs> because when they announced what the differences were and what the price was, they have, you know, Sony always has the flashiest thing because they have access to a movie studio. Right. You know, they have these incredible press conferences, and then there's this crude PowerPoint display that goes up with the feature set. And it's like, okay, this thing got shoehorned in here at the last minute, yeah. but they were able to drop it by a hundred bucks. And, you know, they obviously were able to take, you know, they, they were able to grab the reins of, of, of this generation. Yeah. It's going to be real telling if they, if they do give price and date, the internet is going to lose its mind because then that makes you really start to look at your wallet, right? You're just like, okay. I got a mm-hmm. price and date. I know how much I have to spend. I know how much I have to save until that point. I know what I need to do to make sure I can get to there. Yep. And then once that happens, then you're kind of good in a good space. Am um, I crazy in thinking that they even like kind of put out there at some point, almost like a leasing program, like what we do with our phones now? I remember something a couple, yeah, it, 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 a couple of years ago. Well, no, not even. No. Yeah. They talked about it actually. In the first couple of announcements, they did talk about that. Okay, I'm not. See, see, this is the whole thing with like, like my dreams are highly clear but really banal <laughs> during during this whole COVID thing. Uh-huh. So, like, I feel like I could dream about like a leasing program for the Xbox, and I, I wake up and I think it's real, and I'm like, I got. How do I check this? I don't know. This, who to uh, the, I, I remember there being some like step up program, and oh, oh I'm seeing yeah. in the chat, uh, Gamertag Radio. Never heard of them. Uh, Aaron Greenberg. Would that be? 
I don't know who that could be. I don't know. I smell burnt ribs. Um, Aaron, Aaron Greenberg. They said Aaron Greenberg already said the no price next week. Uh, okay. No pri- oh, 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 we did. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So that's off the table for now. Okay. So they're still waiting for each other to blink. Yeah, they're still, is... wait- they're still waiting. They're still waiting. They're still waiting. I mean, we're okay. We're only in July. Oh, here's the other thing I want to throw out there. I want to get your take on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When do we usually get our new consoles? Usually towards the fall. That we usually get them in the first week or two of November. Uh, what else is happening in the first week or two of November? Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah. This has been and this has been a concern for a while that we have the single most important election of our lifetimes is coming. Yeah. And I just don't know how well you can even market within that maelstrom like almost all the oxygen is going to go in one direction even i can say like i i, I you know I, it's just like yeah everyone's gonna be sort of fixated on that and so much of the air like i don't know if you can get on good morning america <laughs> with the new xbox you know in the week or two leading up so i mean it's just there, there is that part of me that like, i wonder if they're going to need to go early or god forbid they have to go later they have to go early they gotta go i early. I, I, I think so too it's you know i mean because because think about it's going to grind to a halt for about a good week i think around that election i mean i mean the, the conversations alone from the because because at that point we're going to be deep into uh uh, uh political like punditry season the horse like, race yeah, yeah. It, it, we're going to be doing the debates we're going to be doing all that conversation is going to be happening during that time yeah and you're right i didn't think about that in a real way if they can get out ahead of that and especially because of the financial obligation and ask that they're asking people to to do with an uncertain economy, with an yeah, uncertain uh, government, like they have a really interesting kind of way to balance that out in 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 the way. That yeah, kind of because also that. you you do the marketing too glibly. It's gonna you know like they they're gonna seem out of touch. Obviously, they don't want to they have no reason to get their hands into the muck and mire of what's going to be happening with politics in terms of selling the console. Here's, it's yeah, it's here's my hope because we see this happen all the time. Like remember when Clinton was on the Arsenio hall show that yeah, I'm old. Uh, oh, if I see Joe Biden with an Xbox console anywhere near anything, I'm throwing fucking, I would be everything. so stunned if that happens, <laughs> but yeah, I can't. He's like, you're not, yeah. you're not an Xbox. You don't love Xbox if you if you don't vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I, I I can't see the video game angle. I could see Bernie with it. Yeah, cause Bernie, because Bernie, because he's has savvy. Enough, well, yeah. and I think his staff is savvy enough to have told him, like, hey, you know, go yeah. down this path. I mean, he was on so, Twitch. He was on Twitch first. That's right. And then, I, mean, I think he voiced support for unionization within the industry. So. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which again, that was like a brilliant political move to try to get that angle in there. Um, It is going to be because you get recognized. You know, it's it's yeah. Before before I let you go, because it's almost so. This time has flown. Besides all the technical difficulties, this time has because we've had fun, and I miss you. I miss you, fam. See each other in person. I know, I know. I saw you at I saw you in Vegas, and then yeah, that was it. Yeah. your, any thoughts about the Ubisoft uh, conference? Because I think they had yeah. a bunch of cool stuff that kind of got <sighs> it was the energy around that was actually really weird because of all the allegations, all the stuff. Obviously, but, obviously there's that. But I think like 
even in the same way that things linger for a little bit, like the new yeah. cycle for that was really fast. I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts on that. You know, you're absolutely right that after that, I mean, there was so much buildup. Are they going to address it? Are they not going to address it? Obviously, they didn't. And then nothing happened afterwards. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those weird things. And yeah. I'm just going to put on my amoral PR hat right now. <laughs> and this is not what I personally wanted to see, but what I ha had crossed my mind. Yes. They probably did the right thing in not mentioning it. Oh, yeah. Because I think sometimes when you're in the industry, you think that people are paying as much attention to the things that are happening that, that we're paying attention to. Sure. And one thing I learned over the years and years and years and years is that, like, that's just not the case. Yeah. And were they to address it, they would have probably drawn more attention to a much wider audience. Mm. Um, so I, th I think that was the strategic logic behind it. Mm -hmm. Once again, I'm not saying that that made me feel better about the situation, but I, 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 I understand. Yeah, I sound a little bit like Chris Rock. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I think, so yeah, there was that power over the show. I think my biggest takeaway is I've been very excited for Watch Dogs Legion. Legion yes. And that game looked much different than what I thought before. I mean, it seems a much narrower scope of a game yeah. than, and which, which was, granted, I thought the first game, I'm like, really? Can you do that? And really but i really wanted to believe <laughs> sure 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 so but um uh valhalla on the other hand oh this is the neat thing i think about with the way they show valhalla and i want to give them all the props for this yeah um they did not it looked like they did not take a section of game like they usually do for ea polish it all the way up to what the finished product should be like yeah. they showed the game as it was yes which is incredibly risky Yes. In, you know, because you could see that a lot of the lighting effects weren't there. There, there was a lot of polish that hadn't happened, but they were able to show it. And I, it, I was really impressed that they had enough confidence in the audience to be able to understand that, like, this is to understand gameplay, not to see what the final product is. Sure. And if, 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 there, if more of that could happen, like, people like in your position, be so much happier because you're gonna like that, that it'll go back to kind of like what the old days used to be in terms right. of how games were shown because yep. you were able to see them at all these different stages of development that wasn't kind of like i don't want to say chicanery but sure. you know everything is so carefully structured so that you know you're not like i found a glitch yeah oh we'll see mm -hmm. if it's a good game when it comes out now mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. that's my um angry previewer voice I mean, I've met that person. He's he's yeah. he's, a, he's a bad tipper. Yeah, that dude doesn't tip well. But but I, but I think the the interesting part about that was getting a chance to get hands on with it in the way that we did. Oh, that's right. And, you got to play it. Yeah, it's really good. I'm I'm actually really yeah, excited. I, I, for I, it. I'm not. I'm, I'm also that's um, Ashraf's team, and yep. yeah, and he's he's yep. dude is good. Dude yeah, is yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you, what was your take on, well, I guess it's a Battle Royale game, but the best part I love now about all Battle Royale um, introductions is watching them rhetorically never say Battle Royale. <laughs> it's like, in this character-driven team shooter from eight different points of view, yeah. 
Yeah, and, 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 like, yeah. I, I can't figure out when that became a bad word, but it's clearly like verboten within the industry. Well, because you then have all the tie-ins that go along with that, with all the strappings that go along with the the bad parts of battle royales, right? It's like you know, and and honestly, weirdly, the funny thing about that is like when people reference battle royales as not being good, they really now just talk about PUBG. Like that doesn't really go get into the space of Fortnite. Yeah, doesn't it, really it's, go it's, into Call of Duty. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 an interesting thing. Is that we suddenly uh, people who are like, oh, all cutscenes are or all um, quick time events are bad. Sure. And it's like you know most implementation of quick time events kind of suck. Sure. But it can't. Like, it's, it's not the, like that. It's it's that's not the virus. To, to use our right. contemporary anxieties. It's, it's how it's implemented that really is what the problem is. And I think the same can be said about Royale. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I really like Hyperscape. I think they're doing a, a good job with it so far. Um, and, and I think of all the ones that I've seen in a while who that have come out, uh, which was interesting because I played Crossfire X, the one that they talked about from from the Microsoft conference before this. Isn't that a graphics card? <laughs> isn't isn't it isn't From that the a, 90s? a sound card yeah right <laughs> when there was 3d fx wasn't there like a crossfire board or something <laughs> I, I, I think i definitely got a a, a demo disc from like pc game like, with, with the crossfire <laughs> card but like that game which is not a, which is more akin to uh csgo mm-hmm. that they talked about in that kind of like same space of talking about you know shooters and, and tactical shooters and stuff like that I played the demo for that. That thing was terrible. That thing was awful. Mm-hmm. And then Hyperscape comes out out of nowhere, kind of, because I didn't really know it was going to be a thing. And I'm really, really enjoying it. But they still won't dig into that whole thing. But they have the best version of what you can do to instantly change the aesthetic, which it needs, to be honest, because it's really generic. Um, but because they're in the faux matrix, you can change up so many different things. So you know this. If they've already built in, like now looking at what happened with Fortnite, yep, where they you know had to kind of like, okay, how do we justify all of this? They've kind yep. of like built it into the DNA from the outset. Yeah, that, okay, that's, that's the way that's, it feels. That's really clever. That's okay. the way it feels, and I'm just like, you know, it it really makes me think of, uh, oh my god, what's the name of that show? And you know it, and I know it because it's Auto Man. Auto Man. Auto Man. Do you remember part a man, show? Part car. No, it was um, out of bots. No, so there was a show back in the eighties where this dude had like a full DeLorean. Oh, and and he it was the and it was all in neon, and his sidekick was called Cursor, and it's oh it's killing me. I don't know why I can't remember it, but that aesthetic. I remember even as a kid, you I'm know like, it. Don't patronize me. Don't patronize me with this show. You know it. <laughs> you know it. You know what it is. I know what it is. I just can't remember the name of it. Chat, if you know it, let us know in the chat. Yeah, but it's, old people in chat, tell us. Yeah, old people in chat. I know you're in here, Paris. Tell people. Anyway, um, I called you on stream. That's terrible. <laughs> but um, it has that same aesthetic, and I feel like that will lead to uh, them being able to be super nimble in the way that they kind of want to do that stuff. So uh, that I, I think that's very, very clever. Yeah, it's very, it's very like great. that's... We're, we're slowly seeing, you know, obviously with Fortnite turning into really a social platform... Like yeah. it's, it's like, it's like the, the game is almost taking the back seat to the crazy stuff they're doing. And yeah. Ubisoft is usually wise to see what, see what the trends are. They don't always know how to take the trend and do the right thing with it, mm-hmm. but 
that is the right approach to be able to be malleable to you know where you want to go and like how the wind blows absolutely also i just looked it up and it is auto man it actually is auto man it was a dude and he had this really big ass glowing blue suit (laughs) and anyway I mean, it's, I just, I, 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 I wish you need to look it up because I know I'm not, I know I wasn't losing my mind. The options were, they were, it was so in 83 bad. and 80, between 83 and 84. It was, yeah. uh, had the stylistic trappings of Tron. There was a lot of Coke in Hollywood back then. I <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because how else they're like, I don't know. Man, Auto man. man. I was like, yeah, let's make it. Okay, we're done. Fake ass Tron for everybody. <laughs> Last thing before I let you go, um, what? What's the latest dope musical thing that you've listened to? Because we always get to talk music when you come on the show. Yeah, what's the, what's yeah, the most really bad with music? Thing? But I got so happy when Public Enemy released that track, SDFU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. the Union, SDFU. Yeah. Um, and it was also it was DJ Premier. Yep. That 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 produced it and like it just it's like i think this is where my anxiety was like at the highest with covid with floyd george with 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 just everything and to just to hear that resonant bass from chuck d and also the bass from this song that was just like i was just like that there's they're always like them and like eric b and rakeem like they they understood that sonic blast where you're just like yes yes and they did it yeah. And it was just like, okay, you just brought me back to being an angry teenager. Really, like, <laughs> I, I, I can get out so much of it through the music. And yeah, it was great. I think I spent two days just cranking it yeah. until the wife was like, hey, I like <laughs> two. I like it, but <laughs> I need a break. I need to not hear that. How about you? Over and over. Um, I've been listening. I mean, obviously, to... you, you, you were touting the the virtues of Black Thought this morning, which you, you're oh my god, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, I don't understand that talent. It's like, it's madness. Like again, like I mean, the, the clarity of thought required to put rhymes like that together for ten minutes off the straight. top of your head. <laughs> it's just for ten minutes straight. It is the literally yeah. is the best freestyle that I have ever seen in my life. Like I just don't. I and I have seen many a freestyle over my 40 years of life and this has been one of the things that i think about all the time that i go back to i'm just like that's not human like humans don't do that that dude's like some yeah. proto-human that we just haven't seen yet um i think uh two things i've been listening to of late i listen to a lot of k Trinata, which i think is fantastic okay um you should definitely check that out um uh, i was listening to the the most recent little brother album which is also fantastic you should definitely check out um and what else have I been listening to? Uh, a lot of KCRW, which is just like there was this yeah. radio, that radio station. That, no, 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 down in Santa Monica. They, they, they're, no. They're, sometimes they're a little too twee and precious for me. Yes. But also, <laughs> they have done so much for so many artists that, yeah. you know, it, it's like, you know what? I'll take the chaff and the wheat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's good stuff. If you're if you're listening in chat and in podcast land, like KCRW is, is definitely worth your time. It's good yep. smoke out music. <laughs> yeah, it's a good smoke to station for. Oh sure. yes, yes, for especially sure, sure. when they have morning becomes eclectic at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because yes, 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 yes. we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it for the cats at the bodega. Anyway. <laughs> 
Fam, I love you. Thank you so much for oh, coming through. I love through. you too, man. No, no um, this, I I needed this so badly. Like, you know, this this is going to get me through next week. Yeah. So thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any again, like we let's not do this in another 5 years. Let's make this let's no, make sure this no. happens way way sooner. There, um, there's going to be news this year, so let's go ahead and discuss the news when the news happens. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Uh, everybody in chat, give him some love. Give Adam Sessa some love. We're gonna let him I go. Love you, chat. Let him go. Let him I'm go. Out of here. And right. uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch over to a couple of things real fast. Uh, peace, Adam. Love you, fam. All right. Um, yo, everybody in Chicago, that is the fam, Adam Sessler. Thank you so much, Adam, for coming through and hanging out with us. I'm I am infinitely happy at the the amazingness that we got a chance to share. In that moment, rocking with him is he's the fave. Um, love that cat to death. Um, we have a couple of things before we end this part of the show for the audio versions of the show and for the YouTube versions. Um, a couple of quick things. Uh, we are going to have a really dope show next week. Um, next week is going to be very different. So, like, I am not going to be. Um, hosting the show next week. I'm, I'm going to be here, but I'm not going to be hosting the show next week. We are going to give the reins over to someone else to run spawn on me for the episode next week. It's all going to be about black women in the fighting game community. And the person who's going to be hosting that conversation is our fam Janae Benet who's going to be rocking and hosting next week's show with a dope panel of all women uh, talking about uh, the fighting game community in a real way. So Janae Benet is going to be rocking with us. And I'm very, very excited about that uh, because it's going to be super dope um, having her on the show and doing that work. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. It's a thing that I've been trying to figure out a good way to do for a very long time. Um, and I'm so hyped about that. Uh, it's a thing again with our community, with our platform, we want to continue to, uh, open up the floor and give folks who are amazing a space to rock with us in a real way. Um, so Janae Benet is going to be rocking with some, with some dope folks next week on the show next week as well. We have the, um, uh, we have the Xbox showcase that's going to be happening early in the morning around 9 AM. Um, I don't know if I'm going to stream that yet. I may try to stream it. Um, so we can do a talk along over that either way, even if I don't do that, uh, early in the morning, once it happens later on in that afternoon, we're absolutely going to stream, uh, some thoughts about what happened during that thing. Um, and we'll probably have a pre-recorded conversation with Aaron Greenberg, uh, who we have an interview with that same day. So the timing is going to be a little bit different because we'll have that stream that shows the conversation around the Xbox series stuff. Uh, with and with Aaron Greenberg that, you know, we're going to be interviewing him around like three o'clock that afternoon. Uh, so we'll probably have a stream around five and then Janae and the rest of the crew are going to come back at 7 p.m. PST. And they are the folks who are going to um, rock, rock out on the channel and do their thing uh, while all that's happening. So I am very, very excited about that part of the process. That's going to be really cool to be able to have all that stuff coming through. Um, and doing all that work. So I'm very excited about that. The other thing before we uh, take a, a quick two minute break so that we can do our Ghost of Tsushima review after the first part of the show is we have a dope announcement too. 
you know, you know that Bracago is always trying to come through with new merch, with new dope stuff for you to rock so you can show off your Bracago pride. You know, this is the Spawn on Me shirt right here, rocking it on right now. We have alongside that dope intro that you saw, that is our new show intro that got played in the beginning of the show. We have a very, very cool new set of merch, a new shirt that's in the store. Uh, it's probably going to be up on the store in about an hour uh, from showtime right now. So we got dope stuff for y'all. New joints coming. Uh, everybody else in Bracago, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, massive love to you all. Go cop a shirt. Bad love. Peace out.